What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up. That is your Tuesday on VE. National Barbecue Day. We've already had some good conversations about the uh, the delicacy that is Texas Smoked Barbecue, where your favorite spots may be, where you are going to gather today and tonight for your barbecue fix on National Barbecue Day. Just a couple of weeks out to the Memorial Day weekend, which doesn't that officially kick off not just summer, but the uh, grilling season, summertime in the ATX. Yeah. But do we still, still grill? Or do we just do yes. smokes? We just smoke. That's on a grill. I mean, you're you're putting on the. But yes, you're you're not smoking, grilling. I do have a big pellet green smoker. egg. You have a ooh. We've talked about this before. A big fan. I'm a big fan. Some people aren't and say that's fake. Fake cooking. Fake news. It's really easy and it tastes good though. You know, it's like the air fryer too has changed things for me. I grill less because of the air fryer now, Buck. Oh yeah, like you air, I air fry the sides, like any kind of like if you put green beans oh, in the air fryer, so good. broccoli, yeah, really, so good. Did you say broccoli. Oh yeah, not try that. Cook anything in the air fryer, yes. And they, um, air fryer is a, a great invention. Last night I cooked some, uh, you know, at HEB they've got these like chicken drumsticks, like the normal chicken. They come in like a pack of five, and I can put them in the air fryer, but I hang them on the rack, like I poke them through the rack so they hang. Put some seasoning on them, and they put them in there for twenty minutes. They're perfect. They are so good. Just a chicken drummy. Did good. a hot skillet with trout yesterday. There you go. On the grill. Well, because it wasn't it's, like Jack Allen's. No. I guess when you're cooking for more people, the grill you need the more space. But when it's just I did you know empty nester now. You just just me and the wife. I mean, what do you? Yeah, need? I got to pretend. Don't need, I need a lot. I got to pretend my wife is out of town for a week. So now I got to pretend <laughs> about the good stuff because I just went out well, of you my went mind. Crazy while she was oh, gone. Yeah. She's back now, right? Yeah. So I got to do the salad and the trout. No more slushies. No more slushies. No. Somebody told me if I get a if I get that urge to do something sweet, eat a piece of fruit. Yeah, fruit. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I I think that's a good. I'm gonna. You have a sweet tooth for yeah, sure. I'm gonna give that a shot when I when I want a Snickers, I'm gonna have a piece of fruit in the car, and just go ahead. You know what? This is a great time for plums. I know people, a lot of people don't eat plums, but if I get a good plum, I'm good with it. I can that's, do that, or a good peach. That's a food I haven't thought of in a long time. What a plum? A plum. Having a plum? I plan. I do it. like plums. I have three plum trees. I started out. I was about to say because I haven't seen a plum at HEB in a while. I feel like you got to look for that. Yeah, you got to work at it. Yeah, you See, do. I'm have telling. To work this at is it. what I'm saying. The plum needs Brussels sprouts agent. They need somebody. Yeah, I know to be the plum selling. does need. You're absolutely <laughs> right. The plum does need Brussels sprouts agents. That's well, for sure. It's, it's, that's one of those fruits where it's hard to tell when it's ripe. You know, you when you get it in the store, you got to wait wait a little while usually. Right. Good point. Good point. Right. Yeah, there, I don't Ty. like really hard hard plums, but I don't like them. I don't like all that. Too juicy of anything. I would eat like a peach, peach over a plum, though. I think I I, I love I, a good uh, te, you know eat a hill peach. country peach. Absolutely, that's some good that's some good eating right there. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. Eat. That's going to be my go to thing. Good idea. See for your sweet I, tooth. If my sweet tooth goes, grab a piece of fruit. I like those little tangerines. What are those little mini tangerines? Tangelos. I like those that are easy to peel. Clementines. You eat the peel and you can eat the whole thing in one <laughs> shot yeah. if you like. I like that. 
I like that. All right, so we got fruit and barbecue there you rolling go. here on a Tuesday morning. And as we said, wasn't a busy real outside of the uh, game seven in hockey. Not a huge sports night, but it's a huge sports week. Big stories coming with the uh, conference finals set up in the NBA, PGA Championship teeing off Thursday, and we'll preview this big Longhorn baseball series, or begin to preview it. It starts on Thursday with West Virginia in town. Uh, and as we set off the top of the show, uh, it is also, you, and it's been the case for the last several years, you know, what, you know what season it is, in addition to barbecuing season and grilling, it is uh, the always fun conference realignment and conference expansion season. Because that always happens here May, June, into July, because that's when all the conference meetings happen and everybody gets together and start wheeling and dealing. And uh, do you realize, I didn't know this, I just read this this story from Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated Buck two weeks ago. Now, I knew that the Big 12 had some executive meetings out in Phoenix two weeks ago, but the Pac-12 had their same meetings. You know they gathered in the same hotel? How about that? They were in the same hotel, like a hallway apart, uh, the, the leaders of the Big 12 and the leaders of the Pac-12. I hardly think that was coincidental, because a lot of conversation that the Big Twelve is going to try to poach three to you know two to four schools out of the the Pac twelve. Who remember the Pac twelve still does not have a media rights deal secured. Uh, they don't have a new one, and the 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 members, the current ten members who, and that does not include USC and UCLA, are unwilling to sign something. They don't want to lock themselves in like the ACC schools are. They're keeping themselves open so that uh, you know, and they kind of know what the Big Twelve has to offer. Uh, you know, if you're if you're Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, you know, if the deal in the Big Twelve, not just now but down the road, is better than what you're going to get in the AC, the, the Pac-12. Yeah, we need to. I need to get call up Condoleezza Rice and see if she was willing to give up any info. Well, it's all going to come down. And this uh, story, Ross Dellinger has been as good as anybody covering this story. Uh, he says uh, the the near year long realignment buzz surrounding these two conferences, the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve, is entering what appears to be its final chapter. Over the next 30 to 60 days, more clarity is expected as the Pac-12's new television deal uh, nears gets is nearing being finalized. That's a small piece of a larger puzzle. So, uh, the next 30 to 60 days, we'll see. Does and this obviously Texas and Oklahoma, we know where they're going. Uh, they'll be at the SEC meetings in a couple of weeks, talking about scheduling and eight-game conference schedule, nine-game conference schedule, how it's going to play out. That's all secured. But the uh, for the Big 12, it would be for the remaining Big 12 schools. Are they're they're going to you know they're 14 this year. They're going to drop back to 12, but could they be at 16 by the time we get to 2024? I think that's still an open-ended question. And Ross Dellinger says it, it will be answered in the next uh, month to two months. I'd like to say the Big Ten days. the Big Ten is done with messing with the Pac-12 with anybody else in the next couple of years. Well, remember, with the, except, with the exception of one, that would be Stanford to me. The, well, the the way that again, if 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 they if the Pac-12 the 10 remaining Pac-12 schools. Can't get a deal. I think they'll get a deal. I think they will get a deal. Well, they, the, the the bidders are are dropping out, um, because everybody's kind of happy with their current media rights deal, uh, and, and so. But if you're an Arizona State or an Arizona, and you have a better option in the Big Twelve, if though even if two of those schools jumped, sure, say Arizona State and Utah, or Arizona State and Colorado jumped into the Big Twelve to make it a, a you know fourteen team league going forward. Um, you know, that's going to further destabilize the Pac-12 to such an sure extent. Would, yeah. Then all of a sudden the Big Ten may get back involved with the Stanford, Oregon, Washington group um, because they're, you know, again, they need more of a Western presence, the Big Ten, if they're going to have just two schools in Los Angeles, uh, you would think. Yeah, but again, I think they're right about the Oregon group because there comes the money. 
because they don't want the I mean the Big Ten is and remember the Big Ten was commissionerless for quite a while here. They've they've they found a new commissioner and so that could move forward. That they weren't going to do anything without a commissioner at the head at, at the Big Ten. Uh, but they could again if if the if the Big Twelve gets into an agreement with a couple of these you know four corner schools or even four of them, mm-hmm. well, all of a sudden the Pac twelve is is no longer, and that would leave open season for Oregon, Washington, Stanford, uh, and maybe one other that would slide into the Big Ten along with USC and UCLA. So, and I, I really do think the next thirty to sixty days, as Ross Dellinger writes, is really when all this is going to come to because everything needs to be in line by twenty twenty four. I mean, everything needs to, doesn't need to, but everybody would like it to be as close to finalized as it can be. And you also have what's going on in the ACC with the seven schools that are unhappy with their deal that runs through 2036. So be ready for those conversations to perk back up. ACC is meeting right now in Florida. Um, and do, you the think there's, do you think there's any chance that we see a new conference form? anytime soon, or are we just stuck to what we got? Might see something dissolve and well, emerge? Th- that's a fair question, Ty. I think that the... I mean, it's it's clear the Big Ten and the SEC are the two kings, right? They're the, they're the, the top dogs. What's going to be third? And this is where the Big 12 is trying to angle themselves as a coast-to-coast conference. Um, they don't have a coast. I mean, they, they've got all all the time zones. Uh, if they could add those those desert schools, and which, which would be big. But, you know, that's the question right now. That is you know, that Ross Dellinger story I was reading from. I mean, that's really what it's about. Uh, the ACC, Big 12, and Pac-12, they can't all exist. They, they can't. I mean, there can probably be four. Uh, but at that point, you know, the, the, the one of those is not going to exist big picture. And Who next... would have thought it would, would be the Big 12? You know, when, when A&M and uh, Missouri right. left, it, it felt like the, and then the when Texas and Oklahoma did. Well the, well, the one thing I've been told from TV folks is that the, the big thing the Big 12 has, as we've said a lot, is they can play games in the eastern time zone, the middle of the country, mm-hmm. and then on the west coast, uh, which if you're in the Pac-12, you're landlocked to the to Pac-12 time. And if you're on the a- in the a- in the ACC, all those schools are in the Eastern Time Zone, which makes you know scheduling the Western Time Zone and the and the uh, the Pacific Coast Time Zone difficult. Big Twelve does have that opportunity to play in all four uh, time zones. Big picture, which has is an advantage when it comes to a media rights deal, where you're trying to you know attract eyeballs from across the country, and uh, you know have college football games all day on a Saturday. So yes, the Big Twelve I think is in a good place, but Yet to be seen. There's still things that need to fall with uh, the Pac-12 and the ACC. We, we started the show talking about the ACC being unhappy. Seven schools just are, are threatening legal action to try to get out of their granting of rights deal, uh, headlined by Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina. So we'll follow those developing stories here in the coming days because I think there's going to be some real meat on the bone on this National Barbecue Day like I did that. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics real quick, then we'll dive into our coach's corner. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Night in baseball last night. Talk about uh, Braves and Rangers. Braves and, and Rangers, a couple of first-place teams up there in Arlington. Uh, game one, all Atlanta. 12-0. They rocked the Rangers. Kevin Pillar and Ronald Acuna hit two-run homers in the second inning. That spoiled the uh, debut of the former Baylor Bear, Cody Bradford, his big league debut for the Rangers. Uh, Orlando Arcia. Austin Riley and most Marcelo Zuna also hit two-run shots for the Braves. Braves currently holding down the top spot in the NL East at 26 and 15. And 15 Rangers in first place in the AL West, but their lead over Houston down to three games because the Astros beat the Cubs last night six to four. Game one of that series, Alex Bregman hit a tie-breaking two-run homer in the seventh. Round Rock had their weekly Monday off. They'll continue their homestand tonight, welcoming El Paso. 
to the Dell Diamond. What a thrilling Game 7 last night in, Dal- in Dallas. Stars returning to the Western Conference Finals for the second time in four seasons. They beat the Seattle Kraken 2-1 to last night in front of a frenzied crowd. Stars wrote a pair of second-period goals and another sensational performance from their goaltender, Jake Ottinger. Netminder turned away 21 of 22 shots. He was 13 seconds away from a Game 7 shutout when they finally lit the lamp there. Dallas will now face Vegas in the Western Conference Finals beginning Friday night. Now the Texas Stars are still alive in the Calder Cup playoffs. Stars are even at a game apiece in their best-of-five series with Milwaukee, the Admirals. That series now shifts to Cedar Park for Game 3 tomorrow night, Game 4 on Friday, and then they'll be at the HEB Center at Cedar Park on Game 5, if necessary, on Sunday night. Fairly significant piece of news from the NFL yesterday. For the first time, an NFL playoff game is going to air exclusively on a streaming platform this coming January. The NFL and NBC Universal have agreed to put one of this season's playoff games exclusively on Peacock, the NBC streaming service. The wildcard playoff game will be in primetime on Saturday, January 13th. The afternoon wildcard that day will air on NBC and Peacock. NBC and Peacock will also air that wildcard game in primetime the next day. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so uh, as we talked about that streaming, that's that's a new frontier for the NFL to go to a playoff game and put it behind a paywall, essentially, is what they're doing there. You're going to have to, if you don't have the Peacock, you're going to have to order that game or to order you know, a month, at least a month of that service to get that game. Or watch it the next day. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Well, all about the Benjamins. All about the money. Speaking of money, uh, the, the NFL schedule came out, Buck, and we told you yesterday that that Eagles-Patriots game, September 10th, is the highest price ticket on the ticket market right now. Over $1,000 now to get in to see Tom Brady honored and uh, his – you know, going to put his jersey up and all that. And then you get the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts and company rolling in. That is the highest price rolling ticket. Rolling the Pats at home. Yeah, twice as much. Second highest price ticket right now as of yesterday. The Steelers at Raiders game in Vegas on a Sunday night football game, September 24th. About 700 bucks a ticket. Packers, Raiders. These Raiders games are all through the roof because all fan bases want to go to Vegas and check out their team. Absolutely. And we know the Steelers fans travel like crazy. And if you're going to travel to see a Steelers game, they're playing in Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. I, uh, I need to do that. Yeah. I don't care what – just seeing a game there would be awesome. Packers at Raiders, Jets at Raiders, Vikings at Raiders. So four of the top five games are games in Vegas as far as ticket prices go right now, uh, now that the schedule is official, um, but all trumped by the Patriots home game honoring Tom Brady September 10th. Hey, let's dive into our Coach's Corner. It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Audiovisual consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, so there's a picture you see right there, Buck, of Aaron Judge glancing into the Yankees locker room. Can we hear how this sounded last night? Uh, this is the Toronto Blue Jays broadcast team watching this at bat for Aaron Judge. And listen, they they are asking the question. This is what's got this thing buzzing on social media a little bit of, you know, were the Yankees you know signaling signs to Aaron Judge and. Of course, Astro fans are, hey, look, look, Aaron Judge is, are they banging trash cans? What's going on over here? Here was uh, the, the Blue Jays broadcast team last night. It includes Buck Martinez and, uh, uh, gosh, the other guys, you'll, you'll know his voice well. But they're, they're talking about Aaron Judge glancing into the Yankee dugout last night. A long hold here by Jackson. And it's 2-2. Two and two. All right, Buck, so you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? 
Where's he looking? Where's he looking? And he did and it more than once. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really unusual. But you and I both looked at each other when yeah. we saw that. Like, like did you see what I saw? Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but no. And, and you know what? Yeah, I, I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it, and he he couldn't see the catcher with the way he yeah. was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. <laughs> he hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. All right, there it was. Oh, you're pitching to quit giving away pitches. Yeah, something was he. He, he now look is one thing because you know Aaron Judge says he somebody was chirping from the Yankees. He was dugout, chirping what their pitchers getting ready to do, and he was trying to figure out who was yelling because it was distracting him. That's a lie. Aaron, if you see it, Aaron Judge was looking at something. I mean, specifically at something uh, on both occasions. And as they pointed out, he did it multiple times through the at bat, and he had they had noticed him doing it in a previous at bat. Uh, again, it doesn't mean he's cheating. It means somebody the, the the pitcher very well could be tipping the pitch, and that's what's being signaled to the to the player. But then that's not illegal. Um, there's no use of digital or video evidence to to make that happen. If the pitcher is you know given a sign and, and letting people know, but it has to be seen from the dugout. There's no, there's nothing really wrong with that. But at the same time, Aaron Judge was not looking in the dugout to to hear who was chirping. That's that's inaccurate. I would say. Yeah, if you give it away, your buddy's <laughs> going to tell you what's coming. Yeah, and I'd turn over there and look at him too. Well, you don't probably want to, don't want to admit it too, because next time you face that pitcher, you still want him to keep do the doing same, the same thing. thing. Yeah, of yeah. course you do. Yeah, that's Dan Schulman along with Buck Martinez on the. Of course, Dan Schulman does the national broadcast on ESPN. Really good broadcaster. So that was interesting last night, and of course that got the Twitter world all abuzz. And uh, and Ty, you got a big week coming up too. The WNBA, you got some some no. games you got to pick. Come on, man. Not doing that. Not doing that. You're not going to gamble on the WNBA? Really? I, I did. You'll bet on the XFL? No, I, I mean, I no discrimination. I, I bet on the women's championship game in the Final Four. There you go. Those were some good games, but WNBA Money's money. is probably where I Is that where you draw, draw, is that where you draw the line, really? Yeah. Well, I'll wait to the finals, the WNBA finals. He, he'll do the preseason football. That's That's fun. <laughs> Preseason football. Well, it's, that's the worst. Did you mop up they, on Bob Stoops in the uh, XFL championship no, game? No, <laughs> my 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 fandom was fleeting of the XFL. If it's not the, the Raider, if it's not the Ravens, then we don't touch it. The preseason. Yeah, Ty Ty took a bad beat last night because he had the uh, Dallas uh, Dallas Stars uh, minus one and minus a half. one and a half, and they were up two to nothing with about fifteen seconds to go when uh, kind of a meaningless goal. Uh, and you know, in, right at like the twelve second mark. That's the the, the hockey lines are weird because there's always empty nets at the end. That's you know, like oh yeah. yeah, and they don't always score on the empty net, but it 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 can be make a last forty five seconds of a game very. Don't you get pissed when the guys just ice the puck idea. where they don't? Yeah, that they don't get the net. That oh happens. yeah, yeah. I have an idea, Buck. Let's start a new segment where we can get the WNBA updates, and you can. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Come on! Every no. morning, Brittany Griner's back. Yeah, did no. you? I saw where they had the first ever should be comeback w- player of the year. How about that? They had the first ever WNBA game in Toronto, in Canada over the weekend. Sellout crowd, huge crowd, which was cool. But uh, yeah, hey, I wanted to play this. Because I watch women's soccer before I watch women's basketball. WNBA. Come yes. on, man. Yes. What's wrong? No. Well, you just asked Ty. We can give you that segment. You can lead us through oh, some WNBA no, conversation every morning. Come on. I'm sure that would 
got a, we got a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. <going. laughs> hey, uh, all right. So Texas, in addition to the big week with the second golf major, the NBA conference finals tipping off. Uh, face safe to say for Longhorn baseball fans, kind of a climax series coming for them. Uh, in a uh, roller coaster of a season, Longhorns are thirty-five and eighteen, and they host West Virginia this weekend. We told you the ramifications on the line. Texas literally, mathematically, can still win the Big Twelve Conference if they sweep West Virginia, and then Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State one time in a bedlam series this weekend. If that were both things happen, Texas would be the one seed and win the Big Twelve. Uh, the interesting storyline is Tanner Witt and his return. Uh, anybody that went to Dish Falk Field on Saturday and watched Tanner pitch, or you saw him on the Longhorn Network. He finally looked a little bit like Tanner Witt, like the guy we saw before Tommy John surgery 13 months ago. I wanted to play this because after the game on Saturday, our friend Ty Harrington, who was on the broadcast there with Craig is who, and is going to join us later in the show, Ty talked to Tanner Witt about his performance, pitched three innings, gave up one long ball, but really started to uh, lock in. Here was uh, Ty Harrington with Tanner Witt and his comeback and how he pitched on Saturday. Well, you get back out on the mound, the mound, third start of the year, this time a little bit more extended. Tell us how it felt to go three innings as opposed to just a one inning and how comfortable you looked. I know you look comfortable. How comfortable did you feel out there today? Right. You know, it's always good to get out of that first inning. You know, that had been a struggle of mine the past two outings. Um, so it was good to get out of the first one. Um, it was a step in the right direction. Step in the direction. You know, I, I made a couple pitches that I'd like to get back, and they ended up hurting me. But, you know, it was a step in the right direction, made good adjustments, um, and a lot better misses, which, uh, which that's what we've been focusing on. You know, really and truly, they only landed on one ball. The ball they hit the right field to win, maybe push it a little bit. It's that because I was, you know, Dylan Campbell was tracking it hard to get out there. But your changeup came into play. Your off speed came into play. You landed several changeups and breakers today. Starting to get a little bit better feel for your off speed. Absolutely. You know, I think that that's the whole thing with this process is just getting comfortable again. Um, it's been so long since I've been on the mound competing. Um, so to get back on the mound, be able to compete. Um, land off speeds. I mean, that's just going to make my fastball play even better. Um, it all starts with my fastball, but being able to land off speeds, you know, makes them makes them have to uh, has to honor every a little bit of everything in my repertoire. So that was that was big for me. We all know because we've seen you pitch here before, and I've known you for a long time. I, you're a really, really an ultra competitive kind of guy. How fulfilling is it right now after 13 months of waiting and working and doing all those little weights and doing all that, everything rehab, which is so diligent and lonely at times, how good does it feel to be back out there? I mean, it gives me goosebumps talking about it. You know, it's, it's people don't realize 13 months without baseball, you know, I mean, that's my love and passion. It's what I love to do. So to be able to get back out there, compete, that's what I love to do. Um, I mean, even win, or lo- win or lose, be able to be healthy, be out there, compete. I mean, that's what I love to do. So just to be able to do that, it's it's a win in itself. Congratulations on a weekend. Good luck. All right, there you go. Forward. There's our man Ty Harrington with Tanner Witt. And what a uh, big factor he could be because if he is indeed kind of getting locked in with his delivery and the off-speed stuff is being located, because um, he's got to work off the fastball, but it starts, as he said, with locating you know those, those other ones. If he can't, they're just going to sit on the fastball. Uh, he threw 40 pitches, threw three innings. He had a couple of one, two, three innings in there, really looked comfortable. Uh, this is the Tanner Witt, and the other, the best part of this is he has reported no soreness, right? He's been, you know, after the game, the recovery has been great. So uh, more and more feels like Tanner Witt can become a real factor for Texas in their push here. This weekend against West Virginia, 
and then into the Big 12 tournament and beyond. So we'll follow that development. And as I mentioned, Ty Harrington will join us in the 9 o'clock hour for his weekly visit, talk some big-picture college baseball and the Longhorns. So there's Tanner. Uh, we'll come back. When we do, we'll pick up uh, – Bucky's going to have the WNBA update. We'll also yeah. get your B&E uh, Hot or Not topics with T.Y., who is uh, celebrating a Game 7 win last night for his Dallas Stars. It's B&E on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh, man, yeah, if you were living in Austin in the uh, early to mid-90s, you probably wow. heard that song, the great uh, Soul Hat version of WNBA. And that'll be the uh, theme song for Bucky's WNBA update moving forward. No. <laughs> oh, I've man. never watched a full game before. You haven't? A WNBA basketball I game? I have. I can't, I can't No, you, you have not done that, a whole game. Mm-hmm. I will this year. You will? Promise? <laughs> <laughs> One oh, full man. game. Uh, I miss Soul Hat. Kevin McKinney and the Soul Hat guys. That was like when I was when I first got here. Yeah, when I was in college, they were taking off, and uh, you thought they were bound for. They're like going to be on a rocket ship, as good as they were. And Frosty the drummer and and Kevin McKinney, uh, they were so good. And uh, just you know, for whatever reason, never never made it. They signed a big record deal, but and put out. I mean, they go back to the eighties or the nineties with. uh, That's when I used to hang out down a place like Jazz. Yeah, they used nice to, to, well, I, they used to play at a place called Black Cat Lounge yes. on Sixth Street, and uh, in college we'd go. I mean, they were God. Like I've got to go see Soul Hat, and uh, they were so good. I used to go to Antones a lot, but after, yeah. then I couldn't. You know, there was like no seating. You had to stand eat, and my back couldn't take the hard floor. That was it for me. You talking about the one that when it was down at the end of the drive? Oh yeah, I mean it was twenty ninth. I mean, where's, where's the chairs? Oh, there is no chairs. Really, yeah, we, I'm going to stand. Also in do college, it. we used there was a. Uh, Guy Forsyth used to do the, the great Forsyth, bluesman. Yes. He used to do a, a Sunday night residency there. So we we, you know, supposed to be writing a paper or something for school. And uh, you want to go see Guy? Yeah, let's go see Guy. Let's go do that. That'd be more fun than writing this paper. That I got to write. Uh, we'll do that later. But uh, Hell, yeah. I had a chair at the Alligator Grill. <laughs> I had my own spot there in Trudy's up north. I had I had a plaque over the top of the bar. Mike, the quiet Where, one. Is the, I'm guessing the Alligator Grill is not a is no longer. No, what's it called now? What's it called? Patrick something? Saint something? What? The Alligator Grill now? Oh, yes. It's a similar sounding spot. It's, uh, gosh, I'll think of it. It's, but it's more of a chain. It's a chain now. Man. And someone will tell us. in the old Alligator Grill behind uh, the, bar, the the hamburger place. Uh, yeah, if you want to go back and hear some great, great tunes, download some of those Soul Hat albums from the 90s. I promise you, you'll like them. They were a tremendous band. That uh, now Kevin McKinney still does stuff around here. Um but, you know, Austin music, what it was, man, back in the day. Uh, we got uh, plenty going on, talking uh, all things Longhorn baseball with the Tanner Witt conversation. Uh, looking forward to that series this weekend with West Virginia. That'll uh, fire up on Thursday night. Uh, we've also got conference finals coming your way here. Uh, in, it's called uh, Baker Street now. You... Yeah, Baker Street Pub. Baker Street, that's right. There's also one in, uh, I know I've seen one and been to one in the in the, in the Woodlands. They've got oh, really? a, a Baker Street Pub as well, that area there. Right by the mall. I'm a fan. Are you? Of Baker Street, yeah. Cool place. 
Um, but it, yeah, it is cool. And they haven't, it doesn't, I mean, they've made some changes from when it was alligator grill, but your same bar stool's there. It certainly is. <laughs> nothing's changed. That nothing's changed about the furniture in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a good little spot. And uh, come you know, on, Martha, are you really doing bathing suit stuff? I'm down with it. So the the swimsuit edition is out. It'll be out at the end of the month. I think it did, I think next week it's out. Yeah, I don't even know. Didn't it used to come out in like February? I know it's all changed and they do it all digitally now. And you know, this is the first year I'm kind of excited. There's some. There's people in there I'm interested in. Who, these athletes? Yeah. Or Martha. L- LSU. Angel, Angel Reese is in there. Yeah, Angel Reese, the basketball, speaking of the uh, national championship women's game. She's talented. She's in there. LSU, um, is she in there? And Libby, Libby Dunn, the uh, gymnast, is a part of it. From and the Martha, sports. huh? Well, and the reports were that, that uh, Angel Reese, the LSU player who's still coming back to help defend that championship, she signed a $1.3 million NIL deal with Sports Illustrated to appear in that magazine. Pretty good change. $1.3 million? Yeah. I wonder how much Livy Dunn made then. She'd make a fortune. Wow. She's an Instagram sensation. But yeah, Martha Stewart on that. And this, she's one of four different covers with Megan Fox, Brooks Nader, and Kim Petras. I don't know who Kim Petras is, but a uh, oh, German singer. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I don't get the hard copy anymore. So I guess it's just all digital. They got a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm not going to buy that. I'm not going to walk that. up to the counter with the, with the, the sports, Stewart, Ill- yeah. sports Illustrated in the plastic. Well, you know, and some tampons. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> some tampons. <laughs> it's probably past your age, Ty, but, you know, when Buck and I, uh, when that thing used to remember, it would come out in the come winter. To, it would come that. out in February, uh, like right after the Super Bowl, and it would be cold most places, and people are like, ooh. SI swimsuit edition. Who's going to be the cover person was always a big deal, right? Always Who's going to grace the cover? Always supermodels. I mean, I used to get it in the mail too, and I'd have to go out to the to the the mailbox every day to make sure it was, I secured it. And I think one year it was like Bar Raffaele was on the cover. Bar, oh, Bar Raffaele, yeah, um, is that her name? And then what's Elle McPherson? Uh, is that what her name is? Oh, Elle McPherson was on it five times. What yeah. about who's, Christy Brinkley? Who's the tennis guy's wife? Brooklyn Decker. Oh, she was on it. One Andy year. Roddick's wife, Andy Brooklyn. Roddick's yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was a big deal back in the day. It's not as big. You'd a deal, wait. But. You'd wait by at the mailbox for that. So you're, I was always confused before the old man got yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was always confused why like why Sports Illustrated did you know a swimsuit thing though to like, sell what, magazines. Sell what, them. Is that just sell that edition? Oh, it was a con- I mean controversial within the feminist side and. Because no, all year you get oh. you just get articles about dudes and playing sports <laughs> dudes, and then dudes and, and ladies sports. playing sports oh, yeah. too. But, but then once a year you get the. Get the get the good stuff. Well, you're right. I mean, there is a a sports bent because uh, Brooklyn Decker is married to uh, Andy Roddick, and there's always like gymnasts. I know they had the Kate Upton. Kate Upton's married to Justin Verlander. She was on it a couple times. Hannah Davis, she who makes horses talk, is married to Derek Jeter. Yeah, and then they started to get rid of the suits and used to use the paint. I think I think that section's still in there. Also, oh, on really the, on the sports side, um, Olivia Culpo. She's a one-time Miss Universe. She she prom- prominently dates football players. She's dating, I think, Christian McCaffrey right now, um, notably. And then also, look who else is on there, Buck? Kim Kardashian. She's dated and married a bunch of athletes, has she not? Yeah, time. she's been at all the Lakers games. <laughs> yes, she has. Uh, it's, I, whole, it's, like, it's like the whole family has been there. The is whole... Tristan Thompson just a, is he officially just a Kardashian now? 
Like, has he worked him? He's just, he's in there. He's in the clan. He's got he's got his credit cards back now. <laughs> oh no, that was I don't know. Was, I have no clue how the Kardashian dynamic is is cooking right now. By the way, Beyonce was on it in 07. Really? Yeah, Beyonce was on the cover in 07. If you go all the way back, um, and yeah, walk down memory lane. There, Kathy Ireland. Yeah, Kathy. I remember remember Kathy Ireland when... had the LPGA event out at Onion Creek back yep. in the day that she put her name on. The uh, and there had to be an LBGA by the player way, on there, right? There, there's who's the blonde that started that? Ooh, see, I don't know oh, the answer. Oh, the, you know, one, the, one of the olds is going to come up with the golfer. A golfer, S- Stevenson. Was it Stevenson? Jan? Was it Jan Stevenson? She was on the cover. I don't think so. I don't know. And by the way, that uh, the the Kathy Ireland cover of Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. circa. Uh, 1989 is still to this day the best-selling swimsuit issue, best-selling swimsuit okay. issue of all time. So there you go. There That'll probably never be broken. Probably not. Nobody <laughs> buys magazines. Probably not. With their tampons, is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I know. At the airport, I'm as a little kid. I'd, I'd always sneak off to the section with the with the, the with the wrapped magazines. Oh no! Devious little monster Come you on, were. Just try to. Try to sneak a peek in there, see if you can pull some pages apart. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, now it's all on your phone, Ty. Now it's yes. all on your phone. Scary man. Oh, this says Kim K is now being linked to Tom Brady. Is that true? That would be a power couple. That would be. Re- Come on, Tom. Be awesome. I'd love that. Tom Brady on the Kardashians. No, I'd get me watching. That, that can't be. Tom's too too practical. Tom and Tristan for that. on vacation together. <laughs> Vacation? Are you kidding? But yes, Martha Stewart. The headline of that is that eighty-one-year-old Martha Stewart is gracing one of the covers. Uh, says Annika Sorenstam. I don't think she was ever in the. Jan Stevenson. That's too much. That's too much. But don't tell me Tom Brady's hooking up with Kim Kardashian. I mean, he's Tom Brady. Have anybody in the world? Not someone who's already had everybody. Isn't she a billionaire? So what? He is too. He's trying to buy the Vegas Raiders or a piece of I it. I know. She's trying to get. He's trying to get her to go in on it with him. I'm not buying he that. He needs a partner. I mean, I'm out. I'm out on that. Come on, Tom. Let's let's raise the bar. Raise the bar uh, over Kim Kardashian. But uh, we'll follow the days of the uh, the lives there. But yeah, that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks as we get you cranking up. Who do we like? You you two like the Nuggets? I'm going to go with the Lakers just for fun because I think the Lakers have been undervalued, and I don't think. And we'll see starting tonight with game one. I don't know that the Nuggets, remember these two teams played in the bubble in the Western Conference Finals in Orlando, and the Lakers beat them. And the big reason why is Anthony Davis averaged 31 points a game in that series, and they didn't have an answer for Anthony Davis in the post. I know Nikola Jokic is right now, Nikola Jokic is the best big, but he's not a great defender. And if Anthony Davis continues to play to this level, I think the Lakers have a real shot, especially if the supporting cast around he and LeBron continue to play like they're playing. I think the Lakers have a shot. Uh, key would be for me, they have to win one of these games in Denver. They have to win one of these games. They can't fall behind 0-2. Um, I mean, because Denver's they're just they're too good to, to lose four out of five games in my mind. Denver by 15 tonight. 15? Yeah, if there's going to be a blowout, this would be it. Take care one. of business tonight. Uh, Lakers have been off since Friday. You know, they've had a good five they've days play, off. They've been playing the, the Kyler Murray Warriors, though, for a whole series. They're, they're, what are the been, Kyler Murray Warriors? They're just small. I, I couldn't accept that fact, the entire series, that the Lakers were just so much bigger than them. And, you know, you can, over a seven-game series, you can really oppose your will when you have that big of an advantage physically. 
So, but I, it's a different story with the Nuggets because, I mean, we've been talking about how Jokic can't can't defend, but he will hang around that rim. He'll get all the rebounds that the Warriors weren't getting, and he'll get a lot of offensive rebounds and putbacks. So let's go, come on, let's go. Well, Nuggets. I mean, if if the Nuggets are going to win this series, they need they need the Jamal Murray from the bubble. Remember how good Jamal Murray was in the bubble two years ago? Uh, he was one of the best players there. Then he got hurt, and now he's all the way back. They need him to be really good. And look, I mean, uh, I think there's a whether people like it or not, there's a chip on LeBron's shoulder right now. LeBron, you know, sees an opportunity here. I mean, if LeBron were to lead the Lakers to the finals and somehow win this whole thing, you want to talk about changing the, the narrative of his, his legend and adding another championship at his age, the year he won the scoring title, uh, especially, you know, LeBron you know, coming off the rest they've had since Friday night, winning at home. I think uh, this is an opportunity for them to get a jump. Ty thinks they win by 15 tonight. I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers are going to get one. It's going to be this one. Caldwell Pope's going to lock LeBron up tonight. He's scoring 21 points. Okay. This says Joker couldn't guard my mom. I don't know. He's seven foot one, 280 yeah, but he's slow footed as far as compared to Anthony Davis. And that, that was that was evident in the bubble. When they didn't they couldn't stop Anthony Davis in that that series. Now again, in the bubble, it wasn't at altitude. I do think that's a factor. Uh, the Nuggets playing a mile high. Uh, Lakers are an older team. Do they have the wind uh, fourth quarter tonight and on on game two? On Thursday night, because the reason I like them tonight, Buck, is I'm uh, they've had off since Friday. If they don't win tonight, they got to come back two nights later, sure, and go again. I think uh, for for an older team where their stars are, you know, at that age, I think getting this one with with fresher legs is the real opportunity for them, uh, and potentially for Darvin Ham, you know, for some extra time to throw some things at the Nuggets to maybe put pitch a surprise party here. And, um, you know, especially knowing that Darvin has been really confident in his role, guys, uh, stepping up and, and playing big in these series around the, the two superstars. Yeah, that first game, that feeling out stuff, though, for Darvin Ham and, and who he's going to bring off the bench and stuff, I mm-hmm. think this is where he'll get caught up. It, and like you say, Ty, and they just overwhelm him in Denver game one. They have and everything lot. comes into play either, you know. Denver's mile high. I don't, I don't think they else. had uh, Michael Porter Jr. healthy in the bubble either. He didn't. They've ad- they'd added Aaron Gordon since then. And I think Aaron Gordon's going to be the one taking yeah. LeBron the most tonight as so? far as defensively. Yeah, I think he's going to be you know spend the majority of his time on on LeBron, which can affect his offense too because LeBron is just such a big physical presence running you know b- banging India. All Aaron Gordon needs to do is sit in the corner and hit open threes. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, game one tonight. We'll take your thoughts. Ty has the hot or not topics coming. I'm having fun with you on a Tuesday. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not? Is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. B&A with you, Game 1 of the Western Conference semifinals tonight. This one says Lakers will win as long as Anthony Davis doesn't leave in a wheelchair from a, from a hit to the head. Well, that's, I agree. I think Anthony Davis is the pivotal figure. This is how could y'all not say Tyra Banks for the cover of SI. That is true. I was trying to. I was talking about ones that have t- that tie to sports, like they're, they're married to an athlete. Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Tennis player. Tennis player. Was she in it? Yeah, Anna Kornikova was in it. Yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Tyra Banks is not married to an athlete, so that's why. But yeah, she was great on the was cover. Anna Kornikova, the tennis player that never won a major. That's correct. She never won a major, but she won. A lot. She won a bunch of tournaments, but never the majors. Right? And she was. She was a good player, but never a great player. And she was mostly famous because she was really pretty. And married to. Oh gosh. 
I don't know who she was married to. Was it the? No. Have either of the Williams sisters been in Sports Illustrated? Yes. Yes, I think both of them have. And Maria Sharapova probably too. Yes, no doubt. She's good and good looking. Oh, she yeah. Okay, Anna, Anna Kornikova is married to Enrique Iglesias, Julio's son. Julio Iglesias' son. I bet you they have really pretty kids. <laughs> Some pretty kids. <laughs> there you go. Because they have three of them. Three of them. But, uh, yeah. All right, Ty, what do you have for us? In uh, Oh, this says Tyra Banks dated Chris Webber. Oh, that's right for a while, yeah. There you go, see? Because all athletes want to date swimsuit models. You know, the, the story is that uh, Andy Roddick... Like saw her on the cover, Brooklyn Decker on the cover of the magazine. Is like, ooh, can we, can we date? Let my people talk to her people. Yes, I'd like to go on a date with her. <laughs> there you go. Because that's, I guess if you're Andy Roddick, you can. I want to. I don't just want to look at the cover of Sports Illustrated. I want to date that girl, and I think that happens. Well, your guy Derek Jeter, Buck. Derek Jeter. Someone finally settled down, Derek Jeter, and that was Hannah Davis right off the FSI cover. Uh, Ty, what do you have for us, my friend? Um, Francis Nguanu. You know, the name formerly of the UFC. Uh, he was a, you know, champion in the UFC for a long time. Him and Dana Wife have a lot of beef. Big dude, right? Yes, he's, he's, uh, I think he's a heavyweight. But he, uh, he recently signed a contract with the Professional Fighting League that allows him to participate in a boxing match that he's already agreed to this year. Because um, that was kind of the beef with Dana White is when you're in the UFC, you can't really pick your fights. They they, they, they do it for they, you. They do it for you, and you don't get nearly as much money as these, you know, boxers do. Um, that really, I, the ratings on the UFC are better than boxing. So, in reality, they should be making more money. But um, what do y'all think? Do you think there's any chance that any other league can compete with the UFC or boxing? Didn't they just merge with WWE? And they're a merger there. It's not. It's not like a merging of leagues, right? But no, it's but a, it's yeah. yeah. I'm put them under one umbrella. This big corporation, obviously. Uh, no, I don't. Unless it's Bucky's old favorite, which was bum fights. Remember the uh, Twitter account, oh, the bum yeah. fights. So, so bo- is boxing dead? As, I don't as think we dead. knew it. It's it's on it's on life support. I watched a boxing match this weekend. Well, who was bantamweight? It? Was it good? Ba- little guys going Bant- after it. Five six one nineteen. Wow. Yo, think jockeys were fighting. It was on ESPN after uh, one of the playoff games. But it, I mean, it was interesting. It went the, the way, it went the full. You guys hot or not on this? Indomitian Sue, Indomitian Sue, 36 years old, says he still wants to play, but he's not going to sign and tell anybody after training camp. He said, I have no interest in going to an NFL training camp, but I'll be ready to go oh, week he's letting one. You know. oh, I'd say, I'll okay. I'll be ready to go week okay. one. I heard he might try to do some TV. Sue? Yeah. I feel like he'd be good on a broadcast, pregame show, something like that. Scary to Step death. Step on somebody's head. Yeah, and Dominican Sue coming to a team near I you. I don't need you I to like do that. anything in the summertime. I'll see you at the first game. He says, I have no interest in attending I an NFL that. training camp. When week one happens, I'll be ready. We'll see. NFL season approaching. We'll get back to the uh, top stories. Baseball on the brain for sure. Also the NBA conference finals tipping off tonight with the Western Conference. We're going to need a preview here on B&E.